welcome to this week's edition of This is the City, a podcast focusing on the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. I'm your host, Garen Kelsaw, along with writer-producer Jonna Sosnowski, two Angelinos with a passion for news, dialogue, and our city. This week, we recap Tuesday's city elections and what they mean for downtown Los Angeles. We'll speak with Sarah Hernandez, downtown area director and special counsel for Councilman Jose Huizar of the 14th District. Also, we take a look at how a K-9 candidate for council changed the shape of the CD-14 race. And in the big question, we ask, wherefore out thou, Gloria? But first, let's talk the winners and losers. Charter Amendments 1 and 2 passed with three-quarters of the voters choosing to move citywide and school board elections to even-numbered years, and in the process, garnering an extra year and a half for this term's council members-elect. The busy field in Council District 4 has been narrowed to two, with David Ryu and Carolyn Ramsey headed to the May runoffs. No such luck was achieved for former Supervisor Gloria Molina, who was thoroughly defeated in Tuesday's election with incumbent Jose Huizar able to command 65% of CD14 voters. His total vote tally of 11,081 ballots cast is second only to Mitch Englander in the council races. Englander ran unopposed in the city's 12th district. Rounding out the results, Council Districts 6 and 10 will see the return of Nuri Martinez and Council President Herb Wesson, while Paul Krikorian dominated in District 2 and Marquise Harris-Dawson, a newcomer, joins the council representing District 8. For more information and details on the numbers, visit our website, thisisthecity.net. While more than 90% of Angelinos couldn't find their way to the ballot boxes on Tuesday, yeah, you heard that right. That doesn't mean people weren't hard at work for this election, and it doesn't mean that their efforts didn't make a difference. We spoke with some campaign insiders from Jose Huizar's winning re-election effort. Thanks for joining us. This is The City. My name is Garen Kelsall. We are now with Sarah Hernandez. She is the downtown area director and special counsel to Council District 14, Council Member Jose Huizar, who just won a decisive re-election victory. Sarah, how's it going today? It's going great. Thank you. I'm sure you guys are still elated. Are you you all partied out or what? Yeah, we're, you know, we're still on cloud nine. It's a, a hectic past few months. We've been working really hard to make sure that we have the opportunity to serve the 14th Council District again, and last night was a pretty decisive victory and a pretty decisive message sent by the constituents of this district that you know we're we're on the right track and we're doing the right thing. So it's been a it's been a great past 24 hours. 
So as downtown area director, how important was downtown in this re-election movement for you? I, downtown was absolutely crucial. Um, I just was able to glance at the the maps, um, the voting maps today that came out that showed the percentage of voters that voted for Weezar by um, precinct. And if you look at that map, it's a co- color-coded map, and you'll see most, all, almost all precincts in downtown and Boyle Heights voted for the council member um, 60% or higher. So that means, you know, we had some precincts in downtown that were voting for Wizar at an 80% to 90% rate. So um, that real, I mean, downtown played an absolutely critical role in, um, in our, in our victory last night and really kind of carried the district in terms of the support for the council member. And so this is historically not a, you know, even a residential area. So how, what was the difference maker to, to get out that vote and to see those kind of numbers for you this time? Well, you know, I think we did something that really hasn't been done before in Los Angeles. You know, the council member has really, really pushed forward this new sense of urbanism in L.A., specifically in downtown, where we're really kind of concentrating on quality of life for people that live here, that work here, that visit here in, in downtown L.A. And I think with this campaign, what was so different from any other campaign run by any other elected that's had downtown before is that we also really focused on this area um, electoral-wise. We really got out, you know, we not only called folks in, uh, that lived in downtown, but we went out and we actually canvassed buildings. Um, we really tried to make a concerted effort to be really visible and to be really present and to reach out to the over 50,000 people that live in downtown right now. Um, we had an amazing social media campaign um, that was spearheaded by Josh Albrechtson um, and his dog Spartacus, which really kind of resonated with our downtown crowd, given that they are so social media savvy and, and really kind of have tendency to lean towards uh, other types of media besides kind of the traditional media that you use in campaigns. So I think that it was really that effort that was able to kind of deliver downtown in a really meaningful way. And if you can, just talk to us a little about, you know, takeaways from this election. So is downtown a force now? And what does that mean moving forward for Los Angeles politics? Yeah, I absolutely think downtown's a force. Um, You know, it's going to continue to grow. We have 15,000 more units that will be on the market in the next five years. And I think that that's really, really exciting. And I think, you know, kind of the the takeaway or what's going to be really crucial is just kind of the, the the priorities and the type of lifestyle that Angelinos who live in urban areas like downtown LA are really going to, you know, those priorities and, and, and the promotion of those priorities and how they play in um, the agendas of, you know, the electeds that tend to represent them. I think, you know, the really, what, what, what made, you know, this election so important to downtown was the stark contrast in the way that different candidates viewed um, downtown Los Angeles. You know, it's it, a very clear message was sent, I think, to everyone from downtown LA that we want to build our skyline. We want more density. However, we want that density to be really thoughtful. You know, we want um, the type of development that's really going to kind of promote and, and, and cater to every, all different types of people that live in, in downtown and various different demographics, whether 
you are a high-income person or a low-income person or a middle-income person or an artist or a someone that works in those corporate towers or a creative that works in the fashion district, like we really need to be really mindful of like how we increase the quality of life um, in our downtown area. And that means more walkable streets, more bikeable streets, you know, really creating more green space and open space. You know, downtown Los Angeles currently is one of the most park poor urban areas in the country. It's, you know, taking a look, you know, a very honest look at the demographics that are down here and looking at all the dog owners and making sure that we have amenities for, for um, those people and their pets. It's um, really, really um, taking a really honest and thorough look at our homelessness problem um, and, and figuring out how we get people off the streets since that is, you know, downtown LA is basically the, the center of, uh, and it's bared kind of the brunt of the homelessness problem, not just for Los Angeles City, but for Los Angeles County, for um, for the Southern California region. It's, it's really tackling these issues, dealing with urbanism that I don't think have ever been tackled before because Los Angeles is much more of a kind of a spread out metropolis. So that's a very long winded answer. But I think, you know, what it what what really the main point is, is that um, a lot of these different priorities are now going to come to the forefront. And I think that's really, really important and really, really good for Los Angeles in general. Well, I appreciate the long answer because it definitely means that you guys have been thinking about a lot of things. Sarah Hernandez is the downtown area director and special counsel for the office of council member Jose Wiesar here in Council District 14. Again, congratulations on the reelection. Thank you so much. You may have heard Sarah mention there a social media campaign spearheaded by Josh Albrexen and his Cavalier King Charles Spaniel Spartacus. We had the opportunity to speak with Josh and bark with Spartacus, if you will, about this election and their involvement. My name is Josh Albrexen. I moved here to uh, downtown Los Angeles 11 months ago. You know, I mean, I knew one total person who lived in downtown when I moved down here. And, you know, it's kind of like um, I found a running group randomly on Instagram and I joined them. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how downtown is really such a little community, but surrounded by tall buildings. I mean, there's 50,000 people who live in this community. And, you know, most of the people are my age, between 25 and 40, and do things that I like to do. It kind of feels like a giant adult playground that no one has figured out yet. So you're a doctor by training, but what made you want to be involved in the election this year? I actually um, first was aware of Jose, who's Jose Weezer, who's our city councilman, on the DTLA Facebook page. That's a page with 11,000 people on it, and Jose actually interacted with everybody and joked around with people, and it was kind of funny that he physically was just one of the people there. Once this actually became a real election, once Gloria Molina entered the election, I realized that there was a chance Jose would lose. And Gloria Molina's first LA Times article about why she was entering the election is because she said that Jose spends too much time focused on downtown LA and not enough time focused on Boyle Heights. And for me, that scared me because I'm like, okay, Jose's doing a lot of good things for us, such as bringing back Broadway, restoring all the historical theaters. And I also knew that his office is the sole driver behind getting a streetcar in downtown LA, which I think will be transformative for this place. So, I mean, for me, it was a fear of what might happen if Jose loses that made me really want to do everything I can to get involved in this race. So... 
you know, at the start, I didn't think there was much I could do. You know, I mean, I was on the group. I did a lot of things on the group. I'm like, okay, you know, what can I do for Jose in this manner? There's not much. I could talk to my friends in the running club, talk to the friends in the billings. Maybe I could get them 20 votes if I'm lucky. And, you know, what really needed to happen is something that would get people who are just casually out there thinking about the election. I saw an opportunity. My dog was already semi-famous on the DTLA blog, and I realized that, you know, I could actually make a difference with what I had. And so, you know, for me, it was seeing an opportunity to use Spartacus as a foil for Jose to give someone that Jose could debate and uh, allow Jose to actually tout his endorsements without being shouted down near a politician. You know, I mean, every everyday people could do plenty of things to help out the election. You know, there's plenty of people who knocked on their door, the doors of their neighbors of their buildings. You know, they said, you know, I'm going to affect this election the best that I possibly can. And, you know, they, they made sure that every person they knew knew there was election and knew the stakes. They wrote individual letters. They knocked on doors. I was just lucky in that, you know, I happened to have an asset, Spartacus, that, you know, I was able to use as a benefit. You know, I mean, but, you know, I, for me, it was just a matter of it, it was important. And, you know, other people saw it, too. Other people joined in. But I was just lucky in that I was able that I had something that could be used by the campaign more than anything else. So I took a week off um, of my work uh, because, you know, basically Jose was trying to go door to door. And I actually had a lot of experience going door to door. And I thought I could help you know, organize it and get into the buildings. And, you know, really it helped, the DTLA blog helped a ton because there's a whole lot of people who were willing to help us out. You know, they might not have been able to go door to door, but they were able to say, hey, here, let me help you get in the building and you can knock on the doors or I will hang door hangers for you. And, you know, every little bit helped. And, you know, the DTLA community actually was instrumental in getting getting downtown out to vote, you know, we couldn't have we couldn't have hit half as many buildings as we hit without everybody in that blog and Facebook helping us out. To check out some of the crazy stuff that Josh came up with for the election, be sure to visit our website at thisisthecity.net. Coming up, our commentary segment. The big question. For all the rhetoric and speculation surrounding why Gloria Molina decided to take on Jose Wiesar, one question still remains as the dust settles. Where did Gloria go? All of us, honestly, without attempting to pile on here, expected a much closer race between these two. Whilst we saw watchers may have felt a strong boon from their various endorsements, we all know someone doesn't spend three decades in politics without learning a thing or two. But I must admit, this election had airs of a larger national affair. I got the feeling that was reminiscent of seeing what has now become known as the Obama campaign machine going against a dated political system and perhaps ideology. Wiesar's nimble, though at times risky social media activities and connectivity, proved to be a benefit. Whereas Molina's camp approached the social media sphere with a much more hands-off touch. They seemed to bank on old establishment politics and organizing, which clearly did not pan out. 
This was not borne out any more brightly than with Gloria Molina's ill-fated comments about downtown's density. In case you haven't already gotten the memo, folks, social media has changed the way we communicate with each other fundamentally and forever. The truth of the matter of this race and the races to come is that there are more voters out there. With less than 10% turnout, there is a ton of people who are not being reached. One thing that elected officials can do is increase their visibility and accessibility by meeting their constituents where they already are. Thank you for joining us this week for a recap of the March 3rd elections. Be sure to join us next week on This is the City as we continue to take a look at the politics, art, and culture of Los Angeles. This is the City is written and produced by me, Garen Kelsaw, and my partner, Jana Sosnowski. Our theme music is by Taj Simmons. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. The show is recorded in lovely downtown Los Angeles. Until next time, be well.